and welcome to Cross Communities Podcast. We're glad you're here to listen today. We hope that today's message will strengthen your faith and help you to love God and people more. Open them to the book of Philippians, Philippians chapter 1. Now I know this is technically our annual meeting, but you know me, uh, I don't like to just take time where we could learn something from Scripture and replace it with numbers and statistics and all those kinds of things. But I think there is something that the Scripture has that the things that God has accomplished in this year here among us really serve to show how good God is and that Scripture testifies to that. And so go ahead and turn to Philippians chapter 1, and we're going to begin at verse 1. It is Father's Day, so happy Father's Day. I was asked when I said, okay, we're going to do family meeting on this day. I was told, you know, that's Father's Day. And I said, yes, but it's a family meeting, A, and B, I preached about Jesus as king on Mother's Day, so turnabout's fair play. Uh, So here we are, Philippians chapter 1, and uh, let's read Philippians chapter 1, beginning at verse 1. Paul and Timothy, servants of Christ Jesus, to all God's holy people in Christ Jesus at Philippi, together with the overseers and deacons, Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God every time I remember you. In all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion Till the day of Christ Jesus. Wow. This is the word of God for the people of God. And our response is, thanks be to God. Well, we're going to dive in. Can we? This is the time of year, two years ago, where we began talking about our 10-4 vision. Ten goals that we felt God was calling us to strive after over the next four years. And today, folks, we are at the halfway mark. We're two years in. And I'm excited to tell you what you have accomplished, what God has done through you in these last 12 months. Can you believe it's been two years already? It seems like just yesterday that I was getting up in front of you and and wondering how you would receive these things that I felt God had laid on my heart. But we committed together and we have seen the work of God over these last two years. It has been phenomenal. But I want us to look at this passage just briefly, because this passage, though it is the beginning of a letter, really spoke to me as I prepared for this family meeting. Paul begins by addressing this church as God's holy people in Christ Jesus at Philippi. It's interesting that that phrase, holy people in Christ Jesus, is in Greek, hagios and Christu Yesu. I won't have you say the whole phrase, okay? Hagios and Christu Yesu. It means 
the holy in Christ ones. <laughs> so that there is this idea of com- combining that they're not holy on their own. It is only because they are whole- with Christ in Christ that there is this holiness that begins to happen in their lives. Paul's reminder is twofold, and I want you to hear it here in just a second. It reminds them who they are. It really does remind them who they are. They are to be the holy ones. They are set apart for God's purposes. Do you remember last week when we talked about uh, presenting our bodies as living sacrifices? Remember that we said a good definition of holiness is presenting all of your life that you live in your body, presented to God for God's purposes and God's pleasure. And that was just a good definition. Paul is, is saying that I want you to remember this right at the beginning. I'm going to call it out in you. I'm going to call you the holy ones in Christ Jesus. And he reminds them, of course, that this is only possible in Christ Jesus. You cannot earn your way into holiness. Let me say that again. You may want to write that down. You cannot earn your way into holy living. But if you are in Christ... You have yielded your life to Him. Then the Holy Spirit will guide you to become fully set aside for God's pleasure and God's purposes. Ooh, I just realized we have lines on the floor so I can actually move just a little bit today. People have been saying, you've been awfully bouncy. And I'm like, it's because I can't move. I have to stay in one place. But we are called to be set aside. And if you are in Christ Jesus The Holy Spirit is there to guide you into yielding all of your life, that you live in your bodies to God for His purposes. Paul not only reminds them of who they are, but also reminds them of what is most important in this little greeting. That the mission is to make more holy ones in Christ Jesus. That's why our motto here at Cross Community Church is that we are disciples of Jesus who are committed to making more disciples of Jesus. That's what we say we are all about, and we want to do that. So right off the bat, before we get into our 10-4 vision, I want us to celebrate the fact that 28 people accepted Jesus as their Savior this year, and that 12 people surrendered their life fully to Christ. That's what we're here for. That's what it's all about. And that is good news worth celebrating. So we want to do that. Next, Paul goes on and he blesses them. He says, grace and peace to you all from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. That word grace often gets religiousified, if that's a word. It is the Greek word charis. That's an easy one to say. Would you like to say that with me? You ready? One, two, three. Charis. Let's try it one more time. One, two, three. Charis. And it simply means gift. It means gift. Now, I know that over time we've, we've translated that as unmerited favor. And there's, there's a reason for that, and it's okay. But I want you to hear the root of it is gift. Now, do we deserve the gift? No, that's where that comes in. But it's, it's God's gift to us. And Paul wants that gifting to come to that church. But not just the gift, but peace as well. The Greek word there is erene. I know you want to say that. You have to roll your R. Okay, ready? One, two, three. Erene. Let's try it one more time. One, two, three. Erene. It does mean peace, but Paul, as a good Jew, would understand this erene in terms of shalom, wholeness, 
that God is giving everything that that church needs. Paul is saying to these holy ones who have been set aside for his purpose, he prays that that church would have every gift and be whole and have everything that that church needs in Christ Jesus. If you read Philippians, in Christ or in Jesus or in Christ Jesus, it's Paul's favorite phrase throughout the whole thing. He wants us to know we're called to be in Christ. And when we are in Christ, we have that gift. We have everything we need, that shalom that we need. And as I look back over this year, God has blessed us with so many gifts and supplied every need, brought that shalom, even during this crazy pandemic COVID time. God has been faithful. So I want to share some of these with you now as we look through these, these ten goals that we've been striving after over, over these, over these uh, couple of years. And I want to point out mostly what we've done, what God has done in the last twelve months. The first thing, the first goal that we had was that we wanted to send out a team on an international missions trip. And in this calendar year, I actually, I honestly thought that this was going to be one of the last ones we would complete. I actually did. I thought, it's going to take some time. It's going to take some time to build up people's understanding. It's going to take some time for people to get on board. It's going to take some time to choose a place. And boom, 13 months later, we were going. And God put it on our hearts so that 20 of us would go to Zagreb, Croatia. We left in July of last year. And uh, and we went and we uh, helped in a church called The Hub, which is a church of the Nazarene in Zagreb. It's a multicultural, multilingual church. We had no idea what to expect as we were leaving. We thought we would be able to share our faith at the refugee center or the different places. But when we got there, we found out that we would have to show our faith, show our love to the refugees. So we taught English and we taught camps and we did crafts and we played with the kids and we loved on them in the name of Jesus. It was an incredible, life-changing experience. Now, although 20 of us went physically there, you all helped us get there, and you all online as well. I want to name some of the things that you did to help us get there. Did you know that you gave 2,625 pairs of shoes? That's a lot of shoes. It filled the whole hallway out there. But we were passing those on to a ministry who would pay us for the shoes and then send them out for those who did not have shoes. That was part of how we got there. We were blessing someone else as we were getting ready to go so that we could bless another nation. That's an amazing thing. There were too many cans to count. Uh, thank you all for giving all those cans. Uh, we raised $5,000 for the team fund, and we had a matching donor who gave 5000 extra towards getting us all there. Through your generosity, I, and, and, for, and through the team while we were there, eating as frugally as we could, I want you to know we were able to leave a gift with the mission in the Church of the Nazarene in Croatia of $5,000 plus a translation kit that cost $1,100 so that they could have services multilingual with a translator and be able to do that. That is something to celebrate. That is something awesome. Thank you so much. But we're still not done with our first goal. Because out of this experience... 
Chris and Melanie Smith, along with their kids, Kaylin and Evan, began to experience and wonder, was God calling them to explore being missionaries for a longer period of time than just a couple of weeks? I won't go into the whole story. If you want to hear the whole story, you can go on our Facebook page or our YouTube page, and you can look at the sermon on April 19th, and they share their story right there. To make a long story short, they said yes to a call to go, and they were supposed to be in Thailand right now ministering, but that was before COVID happened. Now, it sounds like, oh, well, it's all it's all done. The COVID wins. No, the story's not over yet. Their trip was canceled. But they have just recently been contacted by our mission center to see if they would go to Cactus, Texas, to work among refugees here in our own country who are new here and are struggling. And they're going to go. They're developing curriculum. And Melanie's a teacher. They have things that they need worked on, and Chris is a carpenter, and they are going to go here at the end of July, and we want to send them with blessing. This is where Katrina Lyle also went uh, this past year with a district missions trip uh, to be a part of the, the work there in Cactus, Texas. And so we're praying for you guys, and we're excited to hear what God will do. And you're still open to a call, hoping that next summer, Cambodia will be where you guys land for the summer. So let's pray for them as they go here in our country and when they go next year. We want to support them and there will be plenty of opportunities to give to help them reach their funds where they can get there and go and do what God is calling them. Now you might think that's a good place to end that one, but we're still not done with just the first one. I I promise some of the others are shorter. But this one had such a huge impact. This is why. I have said from the very beginning, I want every able-bodied person who is willing to go to go on an international missions trip because it changes people's lives and perspectives. And so while Chris was planning to use his skills as a carpenter to help build the kingdom of God, he began to have this little voice that said, Maybe you need to know how to lead someone to Christ. Maybe I want you to build my kingdom in a different way. Maybe I'm calling you to be a pastor. And I want you to know that Chris has said yes to whatever God has called him to. And he has begun training at Nazarene Bible College online. And he is doing those classes. And I want you to know that your church board voted to extend to Chris a local minister's license. We're excited about his ministry. And we want him to come right now. We want to give that local license to him. So come on up, Chris. Uh, I'll hold it. Thanks so much. This just says that The Church of the Nazarene certify that Chris Smith is licensed as a local minister in the Church of the Nazarene for one year. And we're so excited for you and praying for you and God's blessings upon you. (laughs) Thanks, Chris. Good stuff. But I want you to know we're still not done with how the impact of one international missions trip. Because as Deidre Marks landed in Chicago and was on her way home, she received an email from Bethany Christian Services. And they said there's a refugee family from Rwanda that's moving to Kalamazoo, and we're just looking for churches who might be willing to help with some refugees. And she said, well, we just came back from working with refugees. 
And so we began to talk about it. And those who were on the trip decided we would get involved and we would lead, help this little family get integrated. And we helped them move. And we gave a baby shower to one of them who came, who is pregnant and, and has now had a little baby boy. We have blessed this family and they have blessed us. They were more than willing to help. And that leads us finally into number two. Because this one leads directly into our second goal, which was to participate in a community or district service project every other month. And I want you to know, you have gone above and beyond. We didn't do just six months. We've been doing something almost every month. We partnered with uh, Bethany Services for the Rwandan family. We gave the shower. We adopted the pastor's family of Buchanan Nazarene Church to give them an, an extra abundance at Christmas. And we spent a day, a team of us went down to that church in Buchanan and we painted and we organized and we cleaned and we helped and we just wanted to bless that pastoral family. There have been many trips with our teenagers downtown to feed the homeless, to hand out hot chocolate on cold, cold nights and just to engage with people. But then COVID happened. But you know what? I'm so excited to say to you that COVID didn't stop us. Because Morgan Fellows developed Community Connection Challenge bingo board so we could still be involved in our communities while we were social distancing. Many of you produced hundreds and hundreds of masks so that they could go out to the hospitals and to frontline workers and people who didn't have the supplies for their masks. Thank you so much for all of you who were inspired to do that. Um, we donated. And this, I, I'm blown away by this. Not only have you kept our food pantry fully stocked, but we have donated over 1,500 pounds of food to loaves and fishes to help our community. That is exciting. Yes, you should clap for that. That is exciting. And right now, we're in the beginning. I know we're in our, our new year, our third year now, but we're already starting off with Haverhill Elementary, and we're trying to buy all kinds of sports balls, soccers, footballs, and those kinds of things. See Pastor Kyle if you want to know more about that. We want to help them during this summer season. Our third one is our recovery groups. We said we wanted this building to be used not just for spiritual recovery, but for recovery from grief, divorce, substances, and those kinds of things. Uh, in our first year, we did, under the leadership of Paul Bob and Darlene Hammer, we established Grief Share, and it continued on until COVID said we couldn't get together. This year, though, we also started divorce care under the leadership of Pat Felton and Laura Jennings. And again, it was running its course until COVID came up. We are still looking for, and I want to call you to pray that God would raise up a leader to help us to begin substance abuse ministries. We're not exactly sure what that would look like, but we believe that God is concerned with people who are addicted to substances, wants to set them free, and I believe that Cross Community Church can be a hub for those types of recovery ministries to take place. And so let's pray that God in this next couple of years would raise somebody up to help us be a light in our, in our community. Number four, we decided we wanted to have ten families from our We Care Center become a part, regular attenders of our church. And this has led to some great 
building projects between the church and the we care. You know that the we care is ours, right? They don't just rent space in our building. They're a ministry of cross community church. We see them that way. And we decided to take some steps during summer camp. The, the student, uh, the student age kids would put on a musical and it used to happen on Thursday night. So the parents could come. We said, no, we're partners. Let's put that on Sunday and let's have church families and we care families together to see what's going to happen and we did that this year pastor kyle and myself we go every wednesday and we do chapel with the kids so that they are hearing good news and getting to know us we also started this year to do devotionals at we care staff meetings and uh, we combined our harvest party and our pancakes with santa event with them we also held a christmas babysitting fundraiser where we would watch the kids so that we care families could go out and do their shopping that was another way to connect and we now have four families or individuals who are regular attenders at cross community church because of these events we're not quite halfway to our goal But I believe God's going to bless us. We need to lean in to be involved in those events so that we can build relationships and begin to see them feel comfortable coming on a Sunday. We need to be able to invite them. That's our goal. We're going to continue on that. But I'm so excited that we have four in the last two years. Please pray. Yes, yes. I also want you to remember to pray for our daycare director, Jennifer Harding, and for her assistant director, Liz Trainer, they both attend here. They have a burden for people. They have been open. They just recently opened back up for kids who are from essential worker families. And they are doing that. Pray God's blessing. Pray that God will help them and protect them uh, during this season. Continue uh, to pray for them. Number five, our goal was to have 10 off-site small groups. We said, we're looking around, and before COVID, we were short on Sunday school space. Now every room is open. But we wanted to begin to look outward, not just just hover in this building. We wanted to see small groups begin to grow. And in our first year, we had one. I want you to know that this year, we have reached the halfway point because we have Our Monday night small group at the Jenkins uh, that started before COVID and hopefully we'll start up once we're allowed to again. Uh, We have our Zoom Wednesday night coffee for women and then that leads right into a Zoom Wednesday night women's book or Bible study. And then our youth group has moved online, both our junior hires and our senior hires in two separate groups led by Pastor Kyle. They're continuing to meet. These are off-site. We're excited. We want to see that continue. If you have a desire to to have a small group or start something up around a book or or a book of the Bible, we can get you hooked up with Zoom so that you can meet in your home and other people can meet in their homes. It's an exciting way to stay connected and uh, and to, to help us accomplish one of those goals. Number six was the toughest one, I think, for us. And that was understanding that we were going to set some goals on our visitor ratios. It meant that we were going to challenge ourselves to invite people. And the first year, you blew through it. So we had set a goal of 100, inviting 180 people, and we were hoping to retain 15%. You went so far past that that we just decided, well, let's just see what God's going to do. It's going to, it's going to open up. So we set a goal of 274 people. Now, I want you to know, before COVID, we were behind on this one. We had had 140 new guests who had come in the building, but 
Once we moved online, something happened. Are you ready for this? Every Sunday that we have been online, we have averaged 194 streams. Now, before you clap, before you clap or do anything like that, what we did is we went through... And we looked at Facebook analytics and we got rid of all those ones that were like one second, two second. You know, people who were just scrolling through their feed and happened to pop pause for a second or their thumb got tired and they decided to rest for a minute uh, on, on, our, on our page. Got rid of all of those. 194 streams. Now, we don't know how many people are connected to each stream, but I'll have you know that 194 is about 14 more people than we would have if we were just sitting here in the building on an, on an average Sunday. So who knows how many we connected. Beyond that, during the week, people were beginning to watch it more. And we averaged 542 more views from Sunday to the following Sunday. That means that we had connections in these last 15 or 16 weeks of 5,967 connections. That's exciting. We didn't even know. We were, we were bemoaning that we we're going to have to move online and we're going to have to learn all this stuff and buy this equipment. And here God uses it to reach more people than we could if we were just sitting here before COVID. That's exciting. God is faithful. I have to take one moment to say thank you, thank you, thank you to Kristen and Mike Everts who bought equipment like this camera and a couple of other pieces that were needed for our streaming, they put forth money to be able to do that. Now, they said it's a little bit selfish because they said, now when we're at at our camper during the summer, we can tune into church. But they, they gave so that this could happen. I want to say thank you to Dave Shore and Mike Everts, who spent hours, literally hours, learning programs, learning how to do it, I mean, 16 weeks ago, folks, we strapped an iPhone to a music stand. And today we're celebrating that nearly 6,000 people have been reached by what God has enabled folks to do. We're blessed with talented people. And I just want to say thank you, Dave and Mike and Kristen, for doing all that. This year, though... I'm hopeful that we'll be able to get back and we won't have all the blue tape that's limiting us. If we do, we'll, we'll continue. But this year's goal, I'm praying that we would invite 200 new people to come and visit here at Cross Community Church. Again, we're trying to ask God that he would bless us by retaining at least 15% of those who would come. And if COVID continues into a second wave, well, this ties into goal number seven. Because our goal number seven was that we would have a permanent second service. And if we have to limit the number of people who are here, we'll just start an early service. Or we'll start a Saturday service. And we won't let COVID be a a downer for us. It will be something that spurs us to accomplish what God said two years ago. I want you to strive for this. It's going to be exciting. We consider our online service a new permanent service. If you're watching online, I want you to hear that. We're considering you a second service. We do want to have those early services if we need to, but we will continue streaming live to Facebook and YouTube and any other new platform that becomes available as we go. We want to get better at this. 
And so we're going to need some help from folks. Um, and we're, I mean, just think about this. Two years ago, God laid this on our hearts, and we said yes. And now we're at the point that if COVID forces us to, we're all, we've already been thinking about it. We've already been praying towards it. God is going to bless as we move into that second service. Now, this does mean a few things, especially for online. It will mean that uh, we need to improve. We need to invest. And so if you feel called to give towards uh, upgrading some of our equipment, it's not the ideal thing to have a camera sitting in the middle of the aisle. We need to purchase a camera with Zoom capabilities that can be back out of the way, and we're working towards that. But what you can do is pray, and you can give towards helping us uh, make this equipment upgrade possible and happen. Would you consider giving towards that? Let's move on to number eight. It's very closely tied to number seven. And that is, we said we wanted to be in the process of launching a second campus for Cross Community Church. We had thought about somewhere west of Kalamazoo. And, uh, and yet, I want to pause, and I've already said it, that it's our second service, but we are considering our online service, our online campus. And we want you to know that we're thinking that way, we're believing that way, and that means we need things like we would need if we had a physical campus. We need online greeters to connect with those who would join online. We need those to shepherd and help and eventually pray for those who are online. If you're tech-savvy... We need you. We need you to be a part of our online campus. Students, some of you know more about technology than I have forgotten. And I need you to to be involved in this. We need you to be a part of this revolution that's saying we're going online. We're not going to let COVID stop us. We believe the gospel is worth proclaiming in every medium. And we want to do this. So if you're excited about that, Would you consider helping us? Right now we have Sherry Sackett back there on our Facebook feed and somebody's on our YouTube feed, but we need help. We need people who connect online virtually to know they were seen, they were loved, they're cared for, they're prayed for, and this is our new campus. We're excited about God's willingness to do this. Now, while we are considering that online campus, one of our campuses, we're still praying about somewhere between West of Kalamazoo, somewhere between here and St. Joe. Our hope was that we would ha- we had a church in St. Joe and we would kind of bridge the gap between here and St. Joseph. Unfortunately, our St. Joseph church closed. And so I, I've just been praying and saying, well, west of Kalamazoo, maybe when we plant that campus, we do it with the expressed intent and purpose that we know we are marching back to St. Joseph that we will plant that campus and put in their DNA that their goal is to grow wherever they plant in Matawan or Pawpaw, but their goal is they are going to plant a campus in the next three to four years back in St. Joseph where we begin to see God do amazing things both in Pawpaw or Matawan or St. Joseph. Can we do that? I believe God is calling us to this. Let's do that. Number nine, we only have ten, so you're almost there. Number nine was that we, we prayed that God would help us to call an associate pastor. And last year, on August 25th, we called Kyle and past, Pastor Kyle and Morgan and Owen to come and join us on our pastoral staff. And I am so excited, Kyle, that you are here. 
and that you said yes and that your family's here and expanding. We're expecting baby boy number two in September. Is that right? And we're excited that you, you are here. I want you guys to know that we got a superstar <laughs> over this year. Yes. Yes. Over these months that Pastor Kyle has been here, I have been so impressed with his maturity, with his discernment, with his desire for the next generation to know Christ deeply in his follow-through and his vision. And you all helped with this. You all online helped with this. Many of you were a part of our one of 50, where we were calling people to give $15 a week. Uh, and, and if we had 50 people, we could do that to fund that ministry as it was ongoing. We need more of you to be involved in that. We don't have to be just one of 50. We could be one of 75, one of 100, one of 200. Would you pray about that as it begin, as we begin to just set Pastor Kyle free to do what God has called him to do among us? Now, while we're excited about Pastor Kyle being here, I don't want you to just say, oh, check, that one's done. No, we're praying for the next associate that God will call among us. God has blessed us with Pastor Kyle, and we want to continue to pray for Pastor Kyle and for Morgan and for Owen and for little baby boy that will be here soon. Pray for them. Are you asking God to bless them? When you see that goal, continue to pray both for Pastor Kyle and for who God will call as our next associate. I want, to, I want to put this rumor, I want to put this out here, I want to set this rumor afloat in your subconscious. Did you know that Deidre Marks works here part-time? Imagine what she could do if she worked here full-time. <laughs> she and I have chatted, it's on her heart, it's on my heart. Maybe God is calling our next person to be Deidre full-time. We can just set her loose at Cross Community. She has done amazing things in her part-time capacity. Can I get an amen? I mean, that's just incredible. But what would it be like if she were here and were just completely focused right here with us? I think God would do just incredible things. I'm so excited that Deidre is a part of our staff. We have a great staff And I am blown away that I get to be a part of such an incredible staff. I'm beyond grateful for for you guys' heart, for their heart, and the soul that you give every day that you come in here. You love this church. You love these people. You pray for them. uh, You reach out to them. You love them. And I'm just blessed. It's it's the gift. We talked about gift and wholeness. This staff is gift and wholeness to this pastor. Absolutely, absolutely. Would you join? I know you've, you've said thanks. Would you just join and, and give them a round of applause? They have done amazing things. You online as well. Say hi to them. Lastly, number 10. We decided that God was calling us to get rid of this mortgage. This building is a blessing. But it was almost $6,000 a month to have this. And we thought, we want to put $6,000 a month into ministry, not into a mortgage. So I want you to know, when we started two years ago, we owed $185,322, roughly, on the mortgage. I want you to know, when we make our payment at the end of June, here in a couple weeks, we will owe 
$24,379.40. Folks, that is a huge amount of money that you have given and that God has blessed us with being able to pay down debt. That's incredible. (laughs) And with all of this, I want you to know this. In paying all of that down, we still did major upgrades to the parsonage. We built a garage for our We Care bus. Thank you, Steve Hunnicky, for the gift, and Jim Hines and Zion Church Builder for helping with that, and the We Care board who put up the other part of the money, and it's done. We did all of that and paid like 160 some thousand dollars on our mortgage. God can do what God calls us to do. We just have to say yes. I want you to know that this means that if we just make our regular monthly mortgage payment, we'll be burning the mortgage around Thanksgiving. That'd be a great birthday present for me. My birthday's around there. I would love that. No candles, just mortgage. Let's burn it. You can put it on a cake if you want to. But I began to think, if God could help us in two years to do that, is it just time to just retire this debt? Is there somebody who just wants to say, yep, I've got that. God has blessed me. I'm just going to write a check. Let's get it done. Let's not wait five more months. Let's set more money free for ministry. And let's just go and do this. If that's you, we'll celebrate. We'll burn it without a cake. I don't have to wait till November. We could do it now. Let's get this thing done. Now, before we move on, I just want you to, I wish you could have been there when we realized in our budget meeting this year, Budget meetings, nobody likes to go to budget meetings. But when we began to realize that the mortgage was going to be gone, and we began to to see in this fiscal year from June to end of May, we would have those a few of those $6,000. We were able to look, and I want you to know we invested more money into teens, and we invested more money into children, and we are going to be able to do some of those upgrades that we need to do Because you have been faithful and God has blessed you and blessed us through faithfulness. It was exciting to be there. If if you don't believe me, just talk to one of the board members. I mean, it was just goosebumps to finally be able to put money into ministry, which is where we believe God wants it to go. This has been a great year. A great year for C3 NAS. I now understand why Paul closes our passage today the way he does. When he, when he writes, in all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy. It has been joy. He says it's because of the partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. This is not just because of me as a pastor or because of our pastoral staff. This is because of us together partnering for what we believe God has called us to. To do here in Kalamazoo and Portage and around the world. It's exciting. I have felt that partnership with you all. And God has blessed me through this partnership and it fills me with joy. It's not just about staff. I want to say thank you to our church board. I want to thank Kimber Shore, Carla Hurt, Julie Jenkins, Scott Williams, Steve Lyle, Jeff Harding, Sherry Sackett, Carna Fellows, Joyce Beebe, Joyce Alds, Ben Brown, and Steve Hunnicky. They have all been a great team this year, and we have accomplished much because God has used their talents and gifts. Would you join in thanking them right now with me? 
Paul doesn't stop with joy, though. He reminds them that God isn't done. He says, being confident of this, that he who began the good work in you all is faithful. And he will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Folks, God isn't done with Cross Community Church yet. We're only at the halfway mark. And really, the halfway mark isn't the halfway mark because my hunch is that we're going to see more goals come up as these goals fade into the accomplished past that God is going to bring us to. He's calling us to pray, calling us to look for where he is leading us, and we are, we are ready to go. Are you ready to go? Jesus is leading. Will you follow? One final verse from Paul. He finishes in verse 7 by saying, It is right for me to feel this way about you all, since I have you all in my heart. And whether I am in chains or defending and confirming the gospel, all of you share in God's grace, in God's gift, with me. I hope you know that I, as a pastor, carry you all in my heart. Whether you're online or here today, I may not understand Paul when he talks about being in chains. I've never been in chains. But I do know that I long for more and more opportunities to proclaim and confirm the gospel. To show the love, the mercy, the compassion, the forgiveness of God in all that I do and in all that I say. And I, like Paul, know that you all share in this grace with me. Now, Cross Community Church. In Cross Community Church Online, let's trust God. Let's ask Him to let us begin to see more people decide for Jesus, but not stop there because we want to see those deciders for Jesus become disciples of Jesus. That is our goal. Disciples making more disciples. Jesus began the good work in us. Jesus has sustained us for these last two years, and I believe that Jesus will be with us and in us in the years to come, in this next 12 months. Let's go, church. It's time to go. And it literally is time to go. Submitted to you with joy and hope and love, Pastor Jeff McVeigh. God bless you. Would you just remain standing for prayer? God, you've blessed us. You've blessed us with gift and you've blessed us with shalom, with wholeness. And so we praise you. And we say thank you. We are grateful for what you have done in the past. But we know you're calling us into a great future. So help us to hear your voice. Help us to put ourselves in a posture of listening so that we know where you're calling us. We know where we're going. And whether it seems crazy like starting online campuses and second services and new campuses, God, help us to trust that you, the one who began it, will complete it. Our job is to say yes. Call us to pray in these next 12 months. 
Call us to pray that that we would hear your voice. Call us to pray that you would send your spirit to fall upon this congregation, that we might be a blessing to our world. And help us in all things to give glory to Jesus Christ, who makes all of this possible. For we pray these things in his name. And everyone said, for blessing, can we just sing? Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him all creatures here below. Praise Him above ye heavenly host. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Amen. Thank you for tuning in to Cross Communities Podcast. We hope you will join us next week.